Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Halfway Harpies, halfway through the college football season. To go back and look at our preseason predictions, where we stand at the halfway point, if we got a chance to get any of these things right, of what we thought was going to take place at the beginning of the year. Also, NLCS, ALCS now set. Only, really, one team that was favored in the division series gets through. It's the defending champion, the Houston Astros. All the Phillies and Braves were close. Said at the beginning, we thought the winner of that series was going to go on to win the World Series. Uh, there's a couple underlying factors here. Now that we're down to the final four in baseball, if you will, I know a bunch of purists and some people are upset with the way this thing's played out. I'm going to give you some other examples in other sports where this type of stuff happens all the time. So why is it just now happening in baseball? We'll, we'll dive into that as well. Also, perfection. Tough to achieve. We do see it in college football. Georgia, undefeated. We've seen perfection out of them in college football. We've seen perfection out of Alabama. We've seen perfection out of a a variety of teams. But why maybe the team that has the best chance to go undefeated in football isn't in college. I'm starting to think there's an NFL team that may may just do this. Oh, it happens every year. Well, I'm going to give you examples why. Why the 49ers may end up with a goose egg, at least in the regular season. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe. At Harp on Sports Twitter. At Harp on Sports Instagram. Harp on Sports. Auditory Route. Buzzsprout. Spotify. Apple Podcast. Harp on Sports Facebook page. Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, HarpOnSports.com. Halfway Harpies. How do we do at the beginning of the year? What do you think was going to happen? Um, yeah. Some of these things, I still think we've got a pretty good shot at. Some of them, eh, eh, probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. First, I wanted to look at this. My college football playoff at the beginning of the year was what? My national championship game was Ohio State over Georgia. Still going to crack at that. My college football playoff was Ohio State over USC and Georgia over Texas. Still got a shot at that. Cooked on the Heisman. Thought Marvin Harrison Jr. would win it. Took a shot. Eh. And a non-quarterback. That non-quarterback's probably going to end up being Brock Bowers. That has a shot to get there. Not win it, but get there. Uh, Right now, halfway, Michael Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, Brock Bowers are the three guys that should be going. As of right now. Now there's a bunch of other guys. Look, I could go seven, eight deep. I really, really could at this point. But one to narrow it down of how my votes would go. One would be Penix Jr. Two would be Caleb Williams. Three would be Brock Bowers. Uh, coach of the year at the halfway mark, Brom from Louisville, Brian Brom, I, I, or Jeff Brom, excuse me, Brian Brom undefeated where I don't know how they're going to end up as of right now that with Satterfield leaving to go to, to Cincinnati and how ugly that thing was at, at, at Louisville there at the end. And for him to come in, it's his alma mater to be unbeaten, to beat Notre Dame, to do what he's done this year. The fact that. North Carolina and Florida State are also undefeated. And they don't play them. You could have three undefeated. You could have three undefeated teams in the ACC. You talk about ooh, quirky stuff because Louisville doesn't play Florida State. Louisville doesn't play North Carolina. It's just kind of one of those weird things that we could end up with. But 
that, that that's where I would go. And I, I look at my conference championships. I had SC in the Pac-12 over Oregon. I guess I still have a shot at that. I actually take that back. I had SC over Washington. Still have a shot at that. Although I think Washington's a better football team in the SEC. I, I, I had Georgia beat Alabama. So, okay, whatever. Um, but it's right out of central casting, right? In the Big Ten, what did I have? I had over Ohio State over Wisconsin. Still have a shot at that when it's all said and done. In the ACC, I had Clemson beating North Carolina. I guess I still have a shot at one of those. And in the Big 12s where I kind of... <clears throat> I had Texas over Baylor. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But that's where we ended up at least with our college football playoff prediction and what I had at the beginning of the year and where we are right now, uh, you know, at the halfway mark, Michael Penix Jr., coach of the year, Brom, I I don't want to get to the point of what the biggest disappointment is right now, but at the beginning of the year, I, I thought we thought that Clemson had a chance at the playoff and they've already dropped a couple of games, so Clemson's right there with a couple of losses already. Um, I, I'd hate to sit here and say Notre Dame because they lost Ohio State, who they were not favored against. They lost to Duke. If they beat SC this weekend, then I then I don't know if it's a disappointment or that, excuse me, they lost to Louisville after they beat Duke. I, if I had to pick a team that's maybe the biggest disappointment, I, you know, there's not anybody with any really losing record that's disappointed. That's oh my god, this team's a a biblical disaster at this point. But it'd probably be, would it be Clemson at this point? I, just compared to where we thought they were going to be, top five, not in the top fifteen. Uh, from what I've seen so far, what do I think is going to happen when it's all said and done? Uh, the winner of Washington, Oregon this weekend will win, will likely win the Pac-12 or at least have the driver's seat in that. I, of Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, I think Michigan looks the best, but what have we really seen out of them? Uh, in the ACC, good luck. I mean, Florida State's the most complete team, and all of a sudden here comes Alabama starting to figure things out a little bit as they get ready to take on Georgia or set up a collision course with Georgia and Oklahoma, Texas may have to play each other again. If I had to pick right now, you know, again, I'm handing out halfway honors. What would I change about my college football playoff? I'd still have Georgia. I would probably still pick Texas. Cause I think Texas will avenge the Oklahoma loss. Southern Cal's defense has too many questions. I'd probably put, I'd probably put Washington in that slot and you know, Georgia, I would probably put Michigan. I'd probably go Michigan, Georgia, Washington, Texas is probably what I would do, but if I wanted to make adjustments, but I'll stick to it. I'll stick Ohio State, Georgia, uh, Southern Cal, and Texas. And again, Ohio State over Georgia in the national championship game. But right now, Michael Penix Jr. is your Heisman winner. And I look across the board at, at, at different programs and you know where we're headed. The, the guy that kind of is not, that, that a couple years ago everybody wanted to run off that everybody's kind of forgot about is Jim Harbaugh in terms of coach of the year candidates. And I know everybody, I mentioned Brom because really, really your coach of the year candidates, a team that everybody thinks is going to go six and three that wins 10 games. Overall, it's been a pretty solid year for college football. Blue bloods are at the top or halfway through the season. I guess NIL's not ruining the sport, huh? Huh? What do you know? NIL's ruining the sport. We got like nine Heisman Trophy contenders. Ohio State, Georgia, Southern Cal, Texas, Michigan, Penn State, Florida State, I mentioned Washington, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma are all national title contenders. God, yeah, what a terrible season. And I was ruining the sport. Okay, how? What a crock. 
Because your school can't control their 18 to 21-year-olds anymore? All right. Halfway harpies. There you go when it comes to college football. But what a great first half. What a, what a, I don't want to say phenomenal, outstanding, but you, you're so top-loaded. And now things will start to work themselves out. When you get to 12, what would your debate be today? Who's the best two-loss team? What two-loss team still has a shot at this thing? And again, I'm going to tell you right now, the debate when this thing goes to 12 ends up being, the, the concern will be how, how much do you punish teams that lose in their conference championship game? Because that's what's going to happen. Let me give you an example of where this happens. Think about the college football playoff. If you have a situation where you have 11-1 USC, 11-1 Washington, 10-2 Utah, and 11-1 Oregon. And one of those 11-1 teams beats the other 11-1 team. Then do you put 10-2 Utah in? Do you put 10-2 USC in? If Ohio State and Michigan play each other at the end of the year and one of them is undefeated, one of them got a loss, and then the team with a loss is sitting there on the outside looking in, and the undefeated team, let's say Penn State, gets in there and gets beat in the Big Ten championship game, then Wisconsin gets to go and you leave one of the other three Big Tens out? That, but that's a whole – those are – Debates and dilemmas we're not even going to see coming until they happen. They will happen, though. There's a whole new arsenal of things to talk about. So there you go, halfway harpies. Uh, baseball, we're down to the ALCS and NLCS. Rangers-Astros, I know, a Lone Star State showdown. What do they call that, the Spurs series? And, you know, the Phillies hosting the Diamondbacks. I, I, think, we're headed, I, do, I think we're headed for a rematch. I think we're headed for a rematch. And what's at stake in the rematch? Well, a couple things. One, with the win, the Astros become a dynasty. Third World Series, six years, the D-word. But we start to bust out the D-word if the Astros win a World Series again. If the Phillies win, then it's the coronation of a baseball king in Bryce Harper. The hype around Bryce Harper was ridiculous. It wasn't LeBron-esque, but Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at the age of 17. LeBron James was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at the age of 18. Now, there have been younger Olympians, gymnasts that have been on there under the age of 18, so it's not something that's unheard of back when being on the cover of Sports Illustrated was that thing, because it was. But I'm thinking of guys and gals like that, that you know, we talked about who has next, who's the next big thing that the hype was through the roof. Tiger Woods, the hype was through the roof, lived up to it. LeBron, the hype was through the roof, lived up to it. Now there's been a hype surrounding other guys that they didn't necessarily live up to. Andrew Luck, hype was lived up, hype was lived up to the roof. Did he live up to it? I don't know. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know. Caleb Williams will be there. I'm not talking about Hall of Famers, but just the hype. And that's where we are with Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Number one overall pick, dropped out of high school, got his GAD to be, GED to be the number one pick. Right now, at the age of 30, in the last two postseasons, has nine home runs. <laughs> Ridiculous. And remember, he's played what? Six games this year. Bryce Harper's got nine home runs in the last two postseasons. To give you a little bit of an idea, in 41 postseason games, Bryce Harper has 14 home runs, 28 RBI. So, that train, like, oh my gosh, living up to the hype. The postseason, he has been phenomenal. And, you know, look at a guy like Mike Trout. You can't love Mike Trout and not, you know, Mike Trout can't get the job done. If you're a big Mike Trout guy, an anti-Harper guy, you're just not, you don't get it. 
Bryce Harper's career numbers, 306 home runs, 889 RBI. He's got 1,513 hits at the age of 30. He's been in the bigs for a decade now. What does that tell you? He's banged up in there a couple of bits too. Bryce Harper plays to the age of 40. He got a good chance. He's not going to hit 300 more home runs, but Bryce Harper has a pretty good chance to hit about 550 home runs, drive in 1,700 runs, and have 3,000 hits. Bryce Harper is putting up Ted Williams numbers. Now, didn't win batting averages, you know, batting titles, but MVPs, I, Bryce Harper is one of a handful of people that's lived up to the hype. He's a Hall of Famer, and now it's his postseason. It's his postseason. He's the story. He did that with his two home runs against the Braves. He's the story. Now, as much as the Rangers and Diamondbacks are great stories, Bryce Harper is the story. So the question is, Bryce Harper, does he finally get that ring? He's the hype express to get Sidney Crosby, LeBron James, Tiger Woods. He joined, he's there. Wins the World Series, he cements that. The other storyline, the Astros of Dynasty. You have a rematch of the World Series. And I, I keep seeing that, oh my, this is terrible what's happened. You had three teams that won 100 games and the Rays won 99 and they're 1-13. and 13. So what? Purdue was a one seed in basketball and got beat. So what? Virginia was a one seed in college basketball and got beat. In Major League Baseball, the top seed doesn't win the College World Series. Not every year. Tennessee was the top seed two years ago. Didn't even get there. That's college sports. What about pro sports? Oh, what about pro sports? I've seen the number one seed in the NBA get beat. Saw it happen to the Spurs one year. Saw it happen to the Seattle Sonics one year. Saw it happen to the Dallas Mavericks one year. I've seen one seeds and two seeds in the NFL get dumped right away. As a Chiefs fan, they were the one seed twice in a three-year stretch in the 90s and got beat right away in the AFC. Last year, was it were the Vikings a two-seed last year and the Giants got them in the NFC? Upper echelon teams get dumped all the time right at the beginning of the postseason. It happens in basketball. It happens in baseball. It happens in football. It happens in hockey. It happens in seemingly every single sport. What's going on in baseball? All, all these upsets. You know why there's more upsets in baseball? Because there's more series now. This used to not happen. Oh, you mean when there was just the NL East and the AL? You had the National League East and the National League West? Oh, there were no upsets. You had one series in each, in each division. You're a one division winner. And what? Well, this didn't happen 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, because you had the wild card and three division winners. And so what? Okay, the wild card would win every now and then. But there's just no room for upsets. Now that you have four series, wild card series, and then you have four division series, and then you have two league series and one world series, of course, you've got 11 series now as opposed to three. 30 years ago, you had three series, ALCS, NLCS, and World Series. Now you have 11. What's happened to baseball? You have 11 series. Now you used to have three. That's what happened to baseball. There's more upsets in the NFL postseason than there have ever been. NCAA tournament. Oh, my God. You want to know why? Because the field keeps getting bigger. More games. More chances of these things happening. So, oh, gonna, how's it ruin it? Now, look. There's nobody that wants to see Blue Bloods in there more than me. Dodgers Astros. Dodgers Braves. Dodgers Phillies. You know, I don't know if the Orioles really would have shaken the tree and bared fruit. But um, look, this is just the way this is. Everybody that says things are rigged, baseball's proving that that sport's not. Oh, the NFL's rigged for the Chiefs. Oh, the NBA's rigged for LeBron. 
He's lost more finals than he's won. Well, oh, they rig it up into the point they can't. Baseball's rigged. It's rigged. Really? Yeah. I'm sure Fox and ESPN and TBS just champing at the bit to get that Rangers Diamondbacks audience. Anytime anybody says that sports are rigged, they're just going to point to reality. Hey, look, at, look at the reality of what we have. Sports are rigged. You never not have a New York team around. Oh, baby. But there you go. So those are the, as we hit the NLCS, and I know the Rangers are a nice story. Bruce Bochy has a chance to become, what, the first manager ever to win three World Series with three different franchises, or excuse me, lead three different franchises to a World Series. Um, only six managers have ever won four World Series or more. Joe Torre being the most recent to win four. Wow, that's some rarefied air, man. So th- there's other things going on. I, I wish I could find something from the Diamondbacks to point to, but... It's the 20th, 25th anniversary of the franchise. But there you are. Uh, one to wrap with this. Oh, by the way, what do I think is going to happen? I think the Phillies are going to end up beating the Astros. I right, Give me the Phillies in six over the Diamondbacks. Give me the Astros in six over the Rangers. And give me the Phillies in six over the Astros. I think the Phillies get their revenge. Bryce Harper, baby. Uh, one to wrap with this. You know, I talked about college football at the beginning about perfection. And I've said it once, I've said it a dozen times, that if you want chaos in college football, root for five conference champions to go undefeated. Still have a shot at that, right? Georgia goes undefeated. Florida State goes undefeated. Any of the ones from the Big Ten go undefeated, but just for the argument's sake, let's say Michigan goes undefeated. Oklahoma goes undefeated. USC or Washington go undefeated. Good luck picking four out of those five. If you want chaos, root for five undefeated major conference champions. And you can even throw more wrenches into this because the ACC teams don't play each other. The three undefeated teams. So at the end, I don't even know what tiebreaker you would lose. Could you imagine Florida State being undefeated and playing North Carolina, who's undefeated, and Louisville sitting around at 12-0 going, so what, we, we don't get to play? We went undefeated, we don't get to play? Getting rid of the divisions may burn the ACC. So, at least if you get rid of the divisions, at least by keeping the divisions, you ensure that there's only one undefeated team. But now maybe you don't want that. With 12, it doesn't matter. With four, it does. So, there's your chaos. If you want chaos, root for as many undefeated teams as possible. Don't root for upsets. It's easy to sit there and pick apart one team's one loss as opposed to the other. Uh, your losses at home to number 12. Uh, their losses on the road to six. Their loss is better. If everybody's undefeated, what are you going to sit there and say? Well, you didn't win by enough. I want to bring up perfection because I firmly believe the 49ers could do it. Now, they're going to have their work cut out for them because they've got some tough road games in here. I've got two games in particular at Jacksonville, November 12th at Philly on December 3rd it happens to be my birthday. The 49ers are five and oh, they've outscored their opponents. You ready for this? 167 to 68, man, gang, this team has outscored their opponents by a hundred points already. And we're not even halfway through October. The 49ers have outscored their opponents by a hundred. Their average margin of victory is 20 points in the NFL. This isn't in college. The 49ers' average margin of victory is 20 points. They're giving up 13.5 points a game in the NFL. Their next two games are Cleveland and the Vikings. 
0-7-0. Then, at, then they host the Bengals, then at the Jaguars. So, favored, favored, favored. That's 8-0. Jags would be 9-0. Then is when you start to get a little tricky when you get into December. Late November, December. Now, I know I'm going to hear, oh, it's, it's impossible. I, I know. But I'm telling you, this 49ers team is built to do it. They are. And I know the Eagles still haven't lost yet. I know. Niners team is picked to do it, or is actually built to do it. And at 5-0, and they're not there yet. After this weekend, they'll be a third of the way there. I've always said this. You can't really start to really dig into this until you get to 10-0. and You get to 10-0, and and I'm like, all right, now we're a month away from, yeah, okay. Browns would be 6-0, and Vikes would be 7-0, and Bengals would be 8-0. That gets you through November. Gets you into November. Tough to do. Going to have to stay healthy. But they're balanced on both sides of the ball enough to do it. They really, really are. And they are just crushing teams. Crushing teams. They got to go on the road to Cleveland, on the road to Minnesota. But after that, they'll be halfway done with their road schedule. At the Jags, at the Eagles. Trying to find games that they won't be favored in. They'll probably be favored in that game in Jacksonville. Don't know if they'll be favored in that game against the Eagles. I'll tell you right now, if the 49ers beat the Eagles in Philly... On December 3rd, that'll make them 12-0. and They'll go undefeated in the regular season. They'll go 17-0 if they beat Philly and Philly. Mark it down. Harfod Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpod Sports Twitter, at Harpod Sports Instagram. Harpod Sports, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Harpod Sports Facebook page, Harpod Sports YouTube channel, and of course, HarponSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.